Hey, so welcome to this brand new series we're doing called Remix. Um, I need to explain to you kind of how God set this up. Now, I believe that God is always speaking. He's always revealing things. But what we learned in our last series, Discomfort, and we looked at the life of Abraham, we learned that sometimes you gotta leave what's comfortable to live what's possible. And so sometimes when God speaks, we actually don't know what he's saying. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And we have to take steps of faith while we're figuring out what he's saying. Just steps of, simple steps of obedience, right, in faith. And so this series, uh, John 10, 27 says this, my sheep hear my voice. What does that mean? They recognize his voice, they hear his voice, and they follow, right? So we know God's always talking. We're learning how to hear his voice, how to recognize his voice. And as I was praying in the last month about what came after the discomfort series, I know that God just spoke Isaiah 43, 19 to me. And he said this, look, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? He is doing something new in our body. He's doing something new in our city. He's doing something new all across our country. And so what I want to do in this series is start to lean in a little bit. Listen, what is God doing? How is he bringing something new, right? And so this, this remix, when I was thinking about the new thing, quite honestly, what I thought was, well, of course, we've been in this like quarantine, pandemic, shelter in place, and, and now we're starting to begin to come back into the building. And I kept thinking like, I used to play in the pool with my kids, and I would like take one hand and I would, I'd go this way with the water, and I'd go this way with the other hand, and I would make them kind of smash in the middle, right? And that's kind of what I think about with Remix. I think, okay, we're all gonna come back into the building, right? Quite honestly, church, you're not all in the same place when it comes to how we're gonna come back in. Some of us are gonna to wanna to have masks, some of us are not gonna to want to. Some of us think that social distancing is crazy, and some of us think it's the best thing ever invented, right? And so God's desire is to bring us back in a way that honors him and honors one another. And that's what I thought that this was gonna be about. So when I thought remix, that's what I kept thinking. And then God started to kind of shift it a little bit about how it's gonna to apply to us. And he started telling me this, look, you know what a remix is? Okay, if you listen to current music, you know what a remix is. For some of you who don't know what a remix is, a remix is when you take an older song and you give it a newer sound, okay? Now here's what we're gonna do. I'm just gonna pause for a second and I'm gonna give you an example. We're gonna play a really quick, a small clip of an old song and you'll hear it in just a minute and then we're gonna follow it with a small clip of a remix of that song, okay? So here we go, first old song. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Now, the remix. Almost heaven, West Virginia, West Virginia. West Virginia, West Virginia. If we remix the original to the point that we can't even recognize the song anymore, we don't have a remix. What we have is a new song. And we can't mess with the gospel like that, y'all. So this remix series, what God showed me is we want to learn how to take the truth of the gospel from the very beginning and we wanna learn how to apply it, use it, communicate it in today's time without losing the core of that message. Galatians 
chapter 1, verse 8, Paul said this, but even if an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one that we've preached to you, let them be under God's curse. Listen, in order to do a remix, you have to know the original. And so what we're gonna do in this series, not all today, we're gonna to take our time, we're gonna go through it slowly. We're actually gonna reach back and pull some ancient truths back, back out. We're gonna talk about things that they would practice in the early church. I'm gonna introduce some of you to these things called creeds. And some of you are like, creed, wasn't that like a really cool band? Yeah, but creeds were things that the, old, the early church would actually recite and say, and it helped them learn the truth of the gospel. We're gonna talk about all that stuff. We're gonna look at old hymns. We're gonna understand how the things from the past can actually help us live in the present and toward the future. But today, even though that might sound confusing, today what I wanna do is I wanna show you just kinda of how we can take something from the old, bring it to today, and how it's relevant today even as God is remixing and giving it a new sound. And it's all gonna be, if you'll give me the, the freedom and the grace just to talk from my heart all about what's going on in our country right now. I wanna to speak to the, the, the the unrest and all the angst and all the hurt and the pain, all the stuff that has kind of come to a head after the death of George Floyd. And I wanna show you how what God set in motion way back at the beginning is still happening today, even if it's happening, maybe in a little bit of a different sound than you and I might recognize. The remix is all about bringing a new sound from the old song. I've got a lot of scripture to throw at you this morning, and I'll, I'll try to say the references clearly. And I don't want this to be like um, this super slick, pre-recorded message, okay? I just want to share with you from my heart what God showed me a few weeks ago as I was preparing for this very first message. And this was even before what took place in our country. But I think it's so relevant right now. Now let me just share with you from Luke chapter 11, verses 24 to 26, Jesus is talking and, and here's what he says. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert searching for rest. But when it finds none, it says, I'll return to the person that I came from. So it returns and finds that its former home is all swept and in order. Remember that phrase. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And that person is worse off than before. Now listen, in the context of this verse, it's all about spiritual authority, okay? Jesus has been accused of driving out demons by the power of Satan, and it's, you can study Luke 11 on your own time. I just want you to know that I know what the context is, okay? So give me a little bit of grace as we talk about this passage. But what I want you to see is what God revealed to me. The house, it's good that a demon was cast out, right? It's good that, that something evil left. But when, the, when he came back, he noticed that the house was swept and in order. Now, if you've got an NIV, it says swept clean and in order. And I don't, I'm not the cleanest guy in the world, but some of y'all, some of y'all are clean, right? You like things to be clean. You like things to be swept and in order. And most of us would see that as a win. But Jesus saw that as an open door for things to get even worse and this is kind of an odd thing right it's kind of an odd thing to think about um but here's what i'm learning we were never meant to be empty ever 
We were never meant to be empty. You and I already know this. This is why our lives are always full of something. As a matter of fact, my guess is before the pandemic hit, a lot of us felt like our lives were already at the limit. We had no margin, we were crammed full. And then the pandemic hit and what did everybody say? Hey, y'all, go home, shelter in place, you're quarantined, can't go out, can't go to work. And, and if you're like me and most people, for about a week, do you know what all of us felt like? We felt like, man, this is, it's different, but this is great. I've never had so much free time. I mean, Lowe's has set record sales because people went out and got stuff at Lowe's so they could do stuff at their house. But it didn't take long, did it? Before we started to fill up that space, before we started to fill it with things that, that sometimes would maybe even make us even busier now than we were before it started. And what I want you to see is this, clean and empty in this story, clean and empty represents unoccupied. See, a lot of times, we get stuck on trying to be clean enough. Have you ever been there? Have you ever said to God, I'm so afraid that I might think the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, be the wrong person. We wanna, be, we wanna make sure that we're definitely clean enough. And God's saying this, he's not worried about us being clean. He's worried about us being empty because when we're empty, he knows that we're vulnerable. So God knew that if we were empty, that we would be vulnerable, right? He knew that that's why his plan from the beginning is that we would be filled. Um, I'm, I'm standing here in the middle of what was called the heart of Albemarle Motel. And this place is empty. It's, it's also, and I mean, no offense if you are watching this and you own this, it's not swept clean and in order, right? But you know what we could do? We could organize a work team from the church, maybe get the whole city involved. We could come down here on a Saturday or maybe two Saturdays and we could, we could clean this whole place. We could make it look immaculate. We could vacuum dust the whole deal. And this whole place could be clean and in order. But if it's left unoccupied, you know what's gonna happen, right? Dust, bugs, there's a brick going through a window somewhere. It's just what happens, right? When things are unoccupied, they are left vulnerable. And God knew that. So his plan from the beginning is that we would be filled. Let me just show you through scripture, okay? Just really quickly, follow me on this journey from the beginning to the end. Genesis chapter one, verse two says that the earth was empty and that God's response to an empty, formless earth was to fill it. Genesis chapter two, verse 28, God said to man, be fruitful and increase, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. We'll come back to that one, hold on to it. Ephesians 4, 10 says that Jesus came to fill the earth. Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, Acts 1, 8, says that we are supposed to fill the earth, take the gospel to the ends of the earth. In Isaiah 6, 3, in Isaiah 6, 3, it says that Isaiah saw the Lord, so he had a vision, he saw the Lord, he saw up into heaven what's going on right now, what's gonna go on in heaven forever, and here's what he saw. He saw four living creatures, and they were crying out, holy, 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 is the Lord God Almighty. The earth is full of his glory. From beginning to end, I want you to get this. Here's your big idea. God's plan from the beginning was to fill the empty places. But that's not all. He doesn't just wanna fill the empty places. He wants to fill the empty places through us. Genesis chapter 228, we just read this before, right? God looked at Adam and Eve and he said, listen, be fruitful and multiply and fill 
the earth. So he actually said, PG version, get busy y'all, right? Be fruitful, multiply, and keep doing that until the whole earth is filled, right? Now we're talking about people, it's full of people, but check this out. This is Genesis chapter two. This is before the sin takes place in Genesis chapter three. So here's what that means. Please make sure you get this right. It means that if Adam and Eve had never sinned, if they had simply obeyed the original command, they would have kept having children who had children, who had children, who had children, and they would have filled the earth with the image and glory of God because they were made in the image of God and they had not marred it yet through sin. And so as they obeyed that command, they would have filled the earth. And if they were checklist people like some of us are, they might have sat back at night and thought to themselves, are we done? And how would they have known when they were done, when the whole earth was full? Do you see what I'm saying? Like that's the whole deal. God wants you and I to fill the earth. That was his plan from the very beginning, to fill the earth. Philippians chapter two, verse seven says that Jesus emptied himself. In the NIV, that's what it says. He didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he emptied himself and came to earth. Why? He emptied himself so that you and I could be filled again, brought back to what God intended all along in the garden. The old song was being restored. The old song was getting a little bit of a remix. And for what purpose? Matthew 28, 20. To take that song in the gospel to the ends of the earth. The command to multiply wasn't finished until the earth was full. And so if there's a space, please hear my heart. If there's a space where God's glory isn't present, our mandate is to fill that space with his glory. You and I have been filled in order to fill. So we're filled so we can fill, right? God fills us so that we can then be used by God to fill others. In order to do that, you and I have to be full first. So here's the things that we're supposed to be full of. Get your pencils ready, get your pads ready. I'm gonna give you a bunch of verses, here we go. Matthew chapter 21, verse 13, you and I should be full of prayer. He actually says that my house should be called a house of prayer. Psalm 71, eight, we should be full of praise. The psalmist says, your praise will always be on my lips. Ephesians chapter three, verse 19, this is a great verse. We're actually called to be full of the goodness of the, we're actually called to be filled with the fullness of God himself. So God says, I'm gonna fill you with me. Man, that's powerful. Acts 1.8 says that we're gonna be full of power. Colossians 3.16 says that we should be full of the word of God and with thankfulness. Ephesians 5.18, Acts 2.4, 1 Corinthians 6.19, all of those passages tell us that we're supposed to be full of the Holy Spirit. Why is that so important? And here's why. Because as we walk this earth, as we fulfill the command of God to multiply, to be fruitful, to increase, and to fill the earth with His glory, He's telling you and He's telling me, look around, 
as society. Look at what we're going through right now. And if you can find anywhere in society there's a, where there's a gap between what God intended and what we are experiencing, you and I are supposed to step into that gap and fill that space. So listen, let's talk about George Floyd. Let's talk about racial reconciliation. Let's talk about the, 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 the tinderbox that we are living in right now. It feels like it could just blow up at any time. We're not called to talk about it on social media in such a way that makes it worse. We're actually called, as uncomfortable as you might be, to step into that place where the peace of God does not exist. We're supposed to step into that place where there is no power to overcome these differences. We, as the church, are supposed to step into that place where there's darkness and bring the fullness of God there. Why do you and I need to be full of the power of God? Because we need to have his power when we step into those places. Why do we need to have the light of God? Because we've got to shine it in those dark places. You and I are called to let God fill the empty places in us and then through us. His plan from the beginning has been to fill the empty places. Now listen, how do we do that, right? Well, the good news is, and I hope you'll give me grace on this, I think God lets all of us figure that out. I don't think you need me to mandate to you how you're supposed to fill that, figure that out and how you're supposed to live it out. You're supposed to spend time with the Lord and listen to the Holy Spirit, and that's where the remix comes in. Because you and I, we might not always see eye to eye on how that's supposed to happen, but what God's asking us to do is to be in 100% agreement that His plan from the beginning was to fill the empty spaces with His glory. And if you and I can agree on that, then we can lock arms, even if we don't see everything eye to eye, and we can step into those empty spaces and bring the glory of God there. Listen, as we wrap this up this morning, I mean, I hope, I hope that you feel something of what I feel because, man, I'm ready to stand shoulder to shoulder with you and other people in our city and go after the darkness. But I, I want more than anything else right now just to speak to those of you that are watching who feel empty inside. You feel empty because sin has broken your life wide open. And as you've listened to me talk, you've thought to yourself, man, that's exactly how I feel. You talk about the earth being formless, the earth being void. Man, Paul, that's how I feel right now. That describes my life. And I have good news for you from the beginning. The message of the gospel has been clear. God came to fill that empty place in you, and he did it through Christ. When Christ hung on the cross, when he gave himself as a sacrifice, he did it so that his death could fill you with life. And as we wrap this morning up, as the worship team comes back out, as they sing a final song, listen, here's what I want you to know. We serve a good father. You know, there's an interesting verse, this story that, that Jesus shares in, in Luke, and it talks about these three men who were given different amounts of money, and they're supposed to do good with that money while their master's gone. So the master comes back, and he's like, you know, how'd you do? And so the first, the first one, he doubled what he was given. The second one also doubled what he was given. And the third one came to the master, and he did this. Well, I was a little scared of you, so I kept it, and here's what you gave me. Now, follow this, right? He didn't lose it, and yet that master looked at him and called him a wicked servant. 
And here's why. Because his words to the master were, I kept it safe. Can I just encourage you with this church? We're not called to keep it safe. We're not called to sit back and be safe. We're called to step into the dangerous places and fill them with the glory of God. I love the final clip in one of the Narnia movies when Lucy is talking to Mr. Beaver and Lucy is asking about Aslan, like who is Aslan? And Mr. Beaver says this, he says, you know, Aslan, he's a lion. He's, he's not just a lion, he's the lion. And Lucy's comment is, oh, I don't know if I want to meet a lion. That sounds kind of scary. Is he safe? And Mr. Beaver laughs, and here's what he says. <laughs> safe? No, he's not safe, but he is good. And I want to introduce you this morning to a good father, one who calls us into places because he wants to fill those places with his glory. And as we remix this new thing in our society and figure out what it looks like, don't ever lose sight of the fact that from the very beginning, one of the rhythms in the song that he's remixing included filling the earth with his goodness. Church, would you be fruitful? Would you multiply? And would you multiply in places until his glory fills the earth? That's how we give honor to a good, good father. of what they think you're like, but I've heard tender whisper of love in the dead of night as you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. Your good, good father to
are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to Lord, thank you, God, for this opportunity to uh, be with you and just to talk about you. Lord, I'm praying over this body of believers that, God, even in the midst of the chaos and even in the midst of all that's going on, Lord, so many things are going on in our nation and in our world. But, Father, you are working all things for your perfect will, God. Your word is being fulfilled. And, Lord, that proves that you're faithful. And, God, you're working in our lives. And, uh, Lord, we just thank you for that. I pray that if there's anyone anyone out there, God, that does not know who you are, I pray that they would they would uh, hear the message of the cross, God, that you, through all the chaos, Father, you came to a cross and satisfied your wrath into your Son, God. You poured out your love on us through Christ, and we can have hope in that. We can have eternal life in that right there, and we can put our faith in that. Lord, thank you, God. I pray peace over my brothers and sisters. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. Hey, we're going to have prayer Wednesday nights online and in the building. Uh, for more details about that, you can RSVP on our website at thegatheringsnow.com. We'll see you later.